LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, this is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. And folks, I'm not going to lie, if you guys saw my Friday post, which I did take down, not that I don't still agree with it, but I just want you to be aware, I was close to putting a cork in this one and calling it a day. Um, you know, it's real easy to get down. It's real easy to allow the lack of progress to derail you um, from doing anything meaningful. And it's real easy to allow the lethargy and the fucking checked outedness of your friends to create a checked outedness in yourself. I consider myself to be better than that. So I don't allow people that are not committed to take me out of the game. And Friday I did. Friday I allowed that just the sheer weight of people half-assing and not really being serious to always having something negative to say, to acting like their nothingness is more important than your somethingness that you're, you're trying to do. And I allowed it to really kick me in the ass. Um, I, I literally was an eighth of an inch away from walking away and literally never coming back and never doing another one of these things. Um, you know, I want you to think about this. Everybody's got an excuse for why they can't get things done, why they kind of put their toe in the water, but don't actually jump in. You know, I've got kids, you've got kids. I've got a job. You've got a job. I mean, it's not always like that. Sometimes I don't have a job and sometimes you don't have a job, but for right now, let's just say I got a job. You got a job. We got lawn work to do. We got housework to do. We got grocery shopping. We got kids responsibilities. We got all kinds of shit to deal with. Right. And it gets tiring when you realize you keep making a decision for activism and you're like will ferrell running out of what well, snoop dog make money money make money money he's like come on everybody we're going streaking through the quad and will ferrell naked starts running down and no one's behind it right it's real easy when you're in that place to say fuck it all and fucking no regrets and walk the fuck right away and that's about what I did. I almost, I, and I, God, I was like, like, like we're talking about Occam's razor level, thin, um, thin, thin, thin difference between not doing and doing, right? Just quitting for good and saying, fuck it all. And, and this, this particular weekend, I spent literally all weekend long talking to a friend and fellow uh, organizer, a guy down in North Carolina who by all intents and purposes is every bit as much a leftist and desire for leftist principles and goals uh, as I do. However, he is in an area 
where he is literally drowned out by Christian fundamentalist right-wing maggots. And they're literally pulling the entire infrastructure down on his head. He doesn't have time for these higher lofty ideas of coming through with these big, huge, you know, burn the system down and start over kind of thing, right? So all weekend long, I got to hear him talk about how the biggest stumbling block he's got to union organizing, the biggest stumbling block he's got to dealing with everything is the fact that friends don't show up, that friends got better things to do. They're more interested in hanging out, binge watching, um, you know, doing something other than actual activism. And they're always full of, you know, that extra person off to the side saying, self-care is very important. Self-care is very important. You always got that person that's desperate to have other people come join them doing nothing by making the claim. Because what do you do? It's like saying, oh, you mean I didn't show up? Well, my aunt died. Now you're an asshole for saying something, right? Well, this is the whole thing of self-care. Who's going to push back on self-care? Of course you need self-care. Everyone needs self-care. You can't say anything. It's a trap. It's a trap, right? It's a trap. And then I had to hear the audacity of a volunteer has to enjoy doing what they're doing. And that, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Because at this late hour, a volunteer isn't really a volunteer, is it? At this time, a volunteer is more like a warrior in a war, whether they realize it or not, whether they have a gun in hand or not, whether they have anything. They are really part of a war, part of a class war, whether they're sitting on the sidelines or whether they're actually picking up their uh, weapon of choice in the activist world and fighting back. They're still part of the war, still part of the struggle. They may be the heavy weight on your back that you've got to carry because they refuse to show up and do anything, but they are still part of the war. And it brought me to two movies that I watched this weekend. And I watched them, one of them because I just am a nerd when it comes to disaster movies, and the other because it made me think. So the first movie was this movie called The Core. I've seen it a couple different times, but I decided to watch it again this weekend. And The Core they're in this terrestrial ship, not a, not a astronaut ship kind of thing, but a, well, hello, what happened to my, I lost my camera. Interesting. Let me see if I can figure out what happened to my camera. Oh, there's part of my camera. Well, I guess I'm in front of a green screen, huh? Um, but ultimately they, they're, trying to get to the core of the earth in this ship and then the core of that ship they realized that in order to survive someone was going to have to die and they did their jobs they showed up they didn't oh i've got more important things to do i i just i'm a volunteer i can't be bothered with that sort of thing and uh, they knew that if they weren't successful, that everybody was going to die. You know what I mean? They knew that everybody was going to die. And so with that in mind, um, you know, the guy who had designed the ship pulled the shortest straw, had to go out in his quote-unquote heat suit that was only rated for up to 4,500 degrees and had to go into 9,600-degree core lava 
kind of heat just so that he could make it so that the self-destruct mechanism in the ship would allow them to do a manual self-destruct and literally offload each of these like segments of this like centipede-like ship so that they could drop nukes in the center of the earth and the core and get the core started rotating again. One by one by one, each of them had to be a hero so the rest could survive so that they could solve their common problem, which was restarting the core of the earth. Okay. Now there was one bougie motherfucker that was like, oh, we can't do it. Let's go back up. And thank God somebody knocked his fucking ass out, punched him square in the jaw, called it a day. Right. Thank God. Cause that kind of person deserves an ass whooping, don't they? They deserve to be knocked the fuck right out. And he was, they got busted in his jaw, put down for the count. But when he woke up, he realized he was being a bitch. He realized he was being a punk. And he ended up dying too for the cause. And so it was down to two at the end. I mean, it's a movie, right? It's just a fucking movie. It's got no basis in reality, but it was symbolic. It was symbolic. And then I watched the movie 127 hours. And I just kept thinking about James Franco as he's hiking through the, these crevices. And he falls down and a rock lands on his foot and he can't go nowhere and no one's coming for him. And I just kept thinking about if he was an activist, what he might say down in the bottom of that pit. It's like, you know, I got to enjoy my volunteer life. Why am I, I, I got to enjoy this. Why? I don't want to have to cut my foot off. And he sat there and probably ate popcorn and watched some, you know, Netflix down there in the hole and what? No, he ends up doing what he had to do. And see, the problem is, I think a lot of us keep thinking that, you know, if I just go vote, if I just go do this thing that, you know, maybe I can throw a couple rich person volunteer hours at the problem and keep getting my skinny, you know, venti white mocha, you know, at Starburns or whatever it is that rich people do. And it just never quite computed to me that people genuinely don't realize that this is a one-way deal here, that we've been fighting tooth and nail round the clock, literally tooth and nail round the clock, just for our own survival. And we found that the electoral process doesn't serve us. But yet we keep saying we're going to do it. Why? Because it's too much to bear to think that you've got to work and that it's not going to be convenient. Damn, that sucks, does it? That might be the suckiest thing. Survival isn't going to be convenient. I, it just saying it out loud makes me rage. It makes me so angry. It makes me freaking lose my mind. Anyway, my buddy who is a union organizer down in North Carolina was talking about this stuff too, and he kept saying, I don't think I can ever forgive these people that stood me up. I don't think I can forgive them. How, how, do you, how do you forgive people when you know that people that are most vulnerable are going to die or are going to have horrible things happen to them? You know, they're passing bills down there like crazy to make life happen. You know, one counselor in North Carolina decided they couldn't do it anymore. They quit. Because there's new laws down in North Carolina that basically tell you that they have to go ahead 
Oh, here we go again. No, they have to go ahead and tell the parents what the kids tell them in counseling. You're like, I'm not doing any good down here if that's what I have to do. If I have to go tell the parent that there's not any good, um, that, that's not counseling, that's, that's betrayal. And, and you just keep thinking to yourself, our lives, our, everything is eroding constantly. And this has been, the problem is, is that people don't have any history. They don't know how long the GOP has been working. Not just the GOP. This is not a Republican Democrat thing. This is the right wing, the conservatives, the worst, the libertarians that some of you out there have tried to normalize into leftist culture. You have invited the devil into the house. Okay. Because you didn't fucking care to understand the history and what they've been up to. The idea of wanting to expose corruption, but in reality, it's all about wanting small government. It's all about literally being anti-government, right? But when you are trying to build a society that will support bold action, bold direct action, no local community interests are going to do it. We have allowed the, the freaking planet to suffer massively, mightily. But the GOP and the libertarians since the 60s have had a plan and they've stuck to that plan. Okay. And that plan now involves Democrats, lots of them, most of them. Joe Biden was one of them people. Okay. Bill Clinton, the third way, one of those kinds of people, this neoliberal order, they've all embraced it. And you try and explain this to people and really, truly awful people will try to tell you that this isn't real, that it's not true, that you're just some sort of weird anti-Democrat, that you're actually a Trumper or whatever sicko weird shit. I was in this group, the intro to MMT, and there were trash people in there, trash, saying that I was like Jimmy Dore. Well, me and Jimmy Dore, I'm not like Jimmy Dore. I would love Jimmy Dore to learn economics, but he won't learn them. He doesn't want them. People tried to say that I'm like all these folks out there. I'm literally trying to bring this stuff to a left that doesn't want to hear it. Okay. And simultaneously realizing that the establishment knows these things and they have gone way out of their way for about 50 plus years, maybe even longer to ensure that everything starts tightening around our necks. And because people keep voting for Democrats or think they're doing the right thing by just voting for a Democrat and then checking out and going into their own world, okay, we have nowhere to turn. And my buddy in North Carolina is sitting there trapped as the noose is tightening around his neck, realizing that nothing is going to change. Not one damn thing is going to change. Nothing. And he has got a decision to make. Do we move out of North Carolina to protect our family from the insane fascism, this Christo-fascism, this right-wing fascism that is sweeping North Carolina? Do you do that? What do you do? And, you know, I, I keep thinking to myself, you want to do the best you can in the activism you do. You want to work your ass off as much as you can and then go to bed at night saying, I did all I could. So you can look your kids in the eye 
and know that you weren't one of those parasites that threw it over the fence and let everybody else have to carry the water, that you weren't that person. That's my goal at night. When I go to bed at night, I'm praying in God that I'm able to look my kids in the eye and say, I, I fought even when others didn't, okay? But you start thinking about this and it's like, I can't vote my way out of this. The mainstream media is 100% not in any way supporting this. They're not supporting us. Friends don't share your content. Friends don't retweet your tweets. Friends don't help you get your work out there. Friends don't do these things. Friends, air quotes, right? Because they think there's something more important or something else. And, you know, I look at the MMT community that I'm part of in a, in a larger sense. And quite frankly, the vast majority of them really genuinely believe that we're just going to vote our way to a Green New Deal, that we just need a couple more AOCs and the world will be peachy keen. It'll be splendid. And that's about all we need to do is we just need to source the vote. But when push comes to shove and you realize it's going to take something probably a little bit more radical than that for us to survive, and speaking about them, speaking about them. It seems to be there's a group of people that it's too sensitive for their ears. They can't handle it, but we need them and we can't get past it. And so we're stifled. We've got a pillow over our face, literally suffocating us, drowning our words. You know, and um, hold on, let's see. I saw there's a bunch of things. And for those who put super chats and thank you so much, I'm going to just bring this comment up. We need to explain to people how fascism is rooted in failed capitalism. Very, very true. It's neoliberalism. Neoliberalism is the gateway drug to fascism. People are also concerned about fascism, but they think it's just people being mean and bigoted out of the blue. It, folks, we talk about this 24 by 7. And I hate, do you realize that most Democrats don't believe that neoliberalism creates Trumpers? They, they really believe, just vote for more neoliberals and everything will be okay. You've got no alternative. There's no media that's covering it otherwise. And if it is, then they call it Fox News or they, they trash it as you know, some alt-right something. But the reality is, is there's no real critique out there that people will listen to, unfortunately. So as a result, what do you do? What do you do if you can't get your comments out because your friends don't share your work? The mainstream won't publish it. The mainstream won't discuss it. The larger platforms are busy covering the flavor of the day arguments. Most people still don't have a clue about the debt ceiling. They don't have anything to do. And we've covered it 20 million times. Nobody freaking understands it still. Okay. But at the end of the day, when the tsunamis come and things like that, what's going to happen? 
people are just going to be dead. There's not any do-overs, right? It's like you've got to figure it out now. Now is the time, not yesterday. And and here's the thing, right? I, I'm going to bring up a humorous comment here. One of the great greatest things that we need to do is start using laws of antitrust that have been there for 85 years. I'm going to explain this. It's going to make you go crazy when I explain this. I'm going to parse your words, humorous. Watch this. One of the greatest things that we need to do is start using the laws of antitrust. Now, we say using the laws. Who's using them? How, how does an average citizen use an antitrust law? Do we have standing to file a antitrust thing on ourselves? I mean, by ourselves? No, we have to be a lawyer. We have to have somebody with legal standing to do those sorts of things, right? And the problem is the politicians they're not there to serve us, no matter how much somebody with Pollyanna views of the world thinks so. They're not there to serve us, period. They're not, they're not, they're freaking not. They're not. And I don't say that with any glee. I'm, I'm extremely depressed that that's the case. But they're not. And when you explain to folks, okay, politically, you've got no agency. You get a couple progressives in there, nothing will change. Every disgraceful person in the world will sit there and say, well, there's only a few progressives in there. What do you expect from them? I've said point blank. Let me tell you what I expect. I expect people to be willing to be one-termers. I expect people to not be trying to get a career in politics. I expect people to do the right thing and expect to get unseated the next term. I expect that. I would expect them to expect that as well. But they're acting like they've got alternatives. You've got these bougie, boutique type, quote unquote, fake leftist leaders who play the game, smile and glad hands say, Hi, Joe Biden. Joe's a swell guy. Or hi, so-and-so. You're a little double gun action there. Don't make a couple sales. And, and, oh, they're playing chess. No, they're fucking not. They're playing, I want a career. Let me be one of the people that has a seat when the musical chairs stop. That's what they're doing. What sucks is that years and years and years ago, when we should have been fighting back on this, people were scared then. And there wasn't nearly the police, military, et cetera, all the things that we have to deal with today that have this thing pretty much locked down, five nines reliability. We, we, we are in a position now where the alternatives are really bleak. And so you've got to educate people. That's the only prayer we have is to educate people. 
and radicalize people and help them see this. But again, most people say, well, it's not my responsibility to share that live stream. It's not my responsibility to comment to help break the algorithms. It's not my responsibility to retweet that tweet. Why the hell should I do that? Why do I have to do that? There's probably an easier, softer way. I don't need to retweet that tweet. I don't need to contribute in helping expand the minds of people. And I think to myself, you know, back in like 2017, I think it was, we were hearing 12 years for, you know, we had 12 years before the worst of climate change was going to hit us. And um, I don't know, I think it's 2023 now. Nothing's fundamentally changed. People still acting like they got alternatives. People still acting like they got choices. People still acting like they can do whatever the hell they want to do. And not a big deal, right? So as my friend sat there and pretty much cried about the fact that people just won't do what has to be done. The idea of revolution only matters if people are willing to do things. And people aren't. They are selfish. People are selfish. They want to do what they want to do, and they want to do it in their own time. They want to do what they feel like, and they don't really care. And that's true. I'm telling you to a fault. You know, I think that people forget that even though their lives may be going well, they have maybe they have children that are going to inherit the world that they've abandoned, just like much of the deadheads of my community that uh, got 401ks and became vote blue no matter who neoliberals that are no longer the radicals that they once were back in the days of the dead when they were, you know, doing their acid trips and stuff like that. Now they're busy running boardrooms and earning some skimmed wages off the stock market, things like that. If not us, there is nobody else coming. You're not, please show me your AOC. Please show me. Now, let's take this one step further. I talked in my letter that I wrote that I deleted on Friday that, you know, quite frankly, you the idea of trying to bring the left into understanding how fiat currency works instead of seeing all the hyperbolic bullshit that most people pass off as, oh, did you hear Richard Wolf? I want to throw up every time some fuck stick brings Richard Wolf to me. I, I lose my mind. A little bit of me dies each time. A little bit of me dies each time. And... Gotta love this stuff. My, if something's wrong. I'm gonna have to reboot my computer after this live stream. But um, we don't have the luxury of not engaging. And you, even if you don't feel like you have anything, um, you don't have anything to contribute. You'd be surprised what simply liking and sharing and commenting can do to help people that are trying. And of course, all the popular people, the people that, you know, whatever, 
they don't need as much help. They don't need to beg. And so they get a lot of free help without even being asked. But the more radical and the more direct you get when it comes to domestic policy and understanding that our country is literally not giving us anything where where we we have to organize and make people realize that we deserve to have nice things you know it's it's incredibly frustrating to be ignored and the alternative for me unfortunately is if i check out i'm done i like i'm done done like i'm prepping all of a sudden i'm i'm gonna grow the beard out i'm gonna fucking get very survivally i'm gonna be protecting my own and i'm gonna hunker down if i ever checked out that's where i'd go i wouldn't sit here and allow people that aren't serious to fucking have any kind of control of my life whatsoever i have no respect for half ass none zero like to me there's nothing less valid in the world than half ass there's nothing less valuable than half ass you know it's like all or nothing so for me going forward i look and i think to myself if you think you're just going to vote your way there if you think you can just let other people do the work and they're they're drowning they're bored they're dying they're trapped they're they're realizing nothing is going to fundamentally change because they've got no voice and no one's helping them grow and no one's helping them build up and people are just sort of doing their own thing i'm telling you right now the libertarians they'll get you they'll come grab you get some bitcoin and everything will be just fine trust me trust me baby and i see friends elevating libertarians more than they do our work fuck that man good for you does that make them a friend still i don't, I don't know I don't know. Sort of feels like maybe not a friend. You know, none of this is fun work, by the way, guys. This isn't work like we're painting a mural. And my God, I'm just really enjoying the process of painting this mural. This is life and death. And people don't see it that way. And for those that do, for those who have graduated to the point where they see this as life and death and they recognize we don't have time to screw around. You're going to be trapped in a world where you know the truth, you've experienced it, you've done the homework, and you get to watch everybody else fuck it up for you. And you've got no prayer but to sit there on the bus as it goes off the cliff with them because they won't fucking pull their head out of their ass to do the thing that needs to be done. The little things that need to be done, they won't do. So we all get to die because we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. And that education process is key because the tone police don't want people to know how serious it is. The tone police don't want people to recognize that it's a life or death struggle for many. They, as long as it's not a life and death struggle for them, well, then it's not a life and death struggle, is it? It's not a life and death struggle unless it's that we have no understanding that what is cooking the most vulnerable today will be cooking the rest of us tomorrow. And as a result of that, 
as a result of that, people get caught up in all these like secondary and tertiary ideas. When in reality, the one thing that's at the center of the entire fucking fiasco is money. It's the monetary system. It's how it's leveraged. It's what it can do and what it can't do. We allow dumb people to run around, tell us all sorts of shit about the monetary system that they're completely ill-equipped to have even an opinion on, much less talk about, okay? They're running around listening to the 3 a.m. Bitcoin blogs, talking about all kinds of stupid shit, and they're running around. They want to make sure you hear about that. They'll do more for a lie. They'll do more for a lie that most people that understand will do for the truth. And that's the most frightening thing. You are stuck in a world where disinformation travels a million light years faster than the truth. The truth is never sexy. It's unfortunately always boring to them. And as a result of that, just not much more you can do about it other than to show up every day, ready to work, do the small things, Make sure that everything goes according to plan. Because we're done otherwise. I mean, folks, we're done. Like, like, like this existential climate crisis isn't going away. It's not going away. The idea that people don't have health care, it's not going away. But unfortunately, economically illiterate people have pulled everybody to fight at their own state level to try and get tax dollars to fund shit. And they've splintered the national effort. And people are ignoring the economics because some fuck stick told them the economics wasn't important. It wasn't real. That the currency issuing nation has special powers that the state currency using state does not and when you try to explain that the same amount of effort to try and work a national plan through your state so that we all come together and force it at the top too much to ask too much to ask nope they've got it figured out so they revile anyone that understands the economics they revile them treat them like dirt like scraping off of a shoe the shit on the shoe they know you don't know what you're talking about because it interferes with their bullshit. This is where we're at, folks. The economic illiterates of the world have united and they don't want to hear anything else. And they're driving the ship right off the fucking cliff. And we're just a passenger and we got to fall off the cliff with them. Unless we do more than that. Unless we do more than that. I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset now where I'm so used to being ignored. You know, that saying, you know, biblical saying a prophet hath no honor in his own hometown. Trust me. All I have to do is say, check in and people will ignore me because I'm the prophet that hath no honor in his own hometown. Um, so probably should shut up because some asshole out there maybe can say it differently and get people to do it. I don't know, but the most basic things. So that's where my, I want to pull the plug. I want to go run. I want to be done comes in. 
because I don't take a day off. I don't take a minute off. I wake up super fucking early. I go to bed super late and I'm doing it the entire time. And in my mind, I'm thinking about how to pull things off. I mean, I tried to do an interview on Friday, couldn't pull it off, ended up having to do it Sunday morning at like 10 a.m. Like no big deal, except for the fact that I've got a family and kids trying to get up and about. But guess what? It wasn't convenient, but I did it. See, there's a lot of people out there. Everything needs to be convenient for their kids, convenient for their wives, convenient for their lives. But everything isn't convenient. And that's the problem with thinking we have time. I'll get to it next year, man. When everything's perfect in my life, next year, that's when I'll do it. Next year, sometime, sometime over there, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it next year. So without agency, without media, without viable, willing activists, let's be honest, we got nothing. So it's either drink the neoliberal Kool-Aid and be absorbed by Borg, or it's fight, show up and fight. Because far too many have found a third option. That's just check out, go to the beach, go hang out, go do things. Go have a good time while the world burns. Covered by somebody to the left over here saying, self-care is very important. And it is. To a degree. But self-care isn't going to mean a shit. Think about this. There's load management now in the NBA. For those of you who watch sports ball, load management. And these guys get paid millions of dollars. They're in the middle of the playoffs. They're like, hey, load management, baby. I can't play tonight. Now they're at home golfing. They still got their millions, but their team lost. That's what self-care reminds me of when the planet is dying. Again, not telling you don't self-care. I'm telling you don't check out. Don't, don't not do the things you need to do. And don't be, don't break your arm. Don't spend all your energy breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back for self-care and for doing the right thing. I, I did the right thing. I, I self-cared. Far too many people Far too many people have broken arms from patting themselves on the back, thinking they did something right by self-care. So anyway, with that, it's going to be an early one because I've got an interview I've got to do. So I hope you guys have a great day and I will talk to you later. I hope this works because my God, something happened to my camera. I have no idea what I'm going to have to reboot my computer. Clearly in the meantime, Steve Grumbine, please like and subscribe to our channel. Oh, see, none of the stuff is working, so it'll be interesting to see. Let's see, before I let you all go, let me figure out what the heck is going on with my virtual background. Why is it not working? I wonder. Hmm. It works now. Let's give this one more shot here. Let's see if I can pull it off. I'm Steve Grumbine, and I am the Rogue Scholar, and I am, let's see, here's it going to work. Out of here. Sure. Yeah.
<laughs> work. See that? Still didn't work. Something wrong with StreamYard here. Anyway, I'm out of here, folks. I'm just going to put the old uh, sign up. Out. See ya. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. Thank you.